Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good morning. Good morning. How's it going? Uh, it's 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 going fine. You know, I've been uh, worried on our behalf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're like the expectant father pacing the uh, delivery room, wondering if it's going to take much longer or not, huh? Yeah, or or you basically just just say, you know what, we we got to start this all over again now. <laughs> Oh, no, no. We're not in any place like that at all. We're in a place of, um, you know, it was it was a pretty interesting process for me to go back through the book, and I knew it would be. And I knew, you know, like for the last several months, that if I went in and uh, tinkered with this, that, or the other, I'd end up going back in and tinkering again later on. So um, it's been interesting around here because, you know, like I tried to get everything off my plate, and then my plate got bigger. <laughs> so it's just like, gosh, you know. Uh, so I, I was, um, I was missed by that. You know, I was ready to go outside, sit in the sun with my little printout, get everything done, and la di da di da. And it's rained every day. <laughs> I've got no sunshine. So anyway, it's been interesting. Well, it, it it sounds like my experience of trying to write uh, incorruptible because every time I I start that process, um, uh, my my life starts to get corrupted. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So um, what I what I've done over the past several days, and and, and I haven't been able to sit down, so don't you know don't think I've got like zillions of hours in or anything like that, because I don't, Um, because I've been balancing a lot of different things. Maybe that's the whole point. I don't know. Um, I'm just kind of riding riding the flow of it right now. (coughs) Excuse me. But um, I went through, and I did, like, a speed read on everything, just to see, okay, what do we have here? What do we have here? What do we have here? And then I was doing, like, these little light edits as I went along, you know, things that just really popped off the page to me so I could, um, you know, start to make notes about what I needed to change. And then uh, the idea came that I could just create, I needed to create a map of the book. And so that's what I've been doing over the last several days. Um, and I sent that to you this morning. Did you, see, did you get a chance to, like, look at what I had there? I, I glanced... At at that uh, the first you know uh, three and then um, I glanced at it again and actually what would happen is is that um, it would just flood me with emotion that um, of worry and so I figured I had to hear from you first. Oh. What? Oh. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, that's not what I meant to do at all. Well. Are you there? Yeah. I mean. <laughs> You actually don't have control over what I feel anxious about, but uh, I appreciate your thoughtfulness about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, because what I wanted to do with it is like, okay, so things things that were popping out to me, like uh, do we have too many quotes? And we've talked about that back and forth. You know, are there some chapters that are heavier on quotes than other chapters? Do we mention form in some manner at every chapter to help tie everything together? Um, you know, are we always using delusions and illusions? Is there any other word in there that's like extraneous that um, takes you on another tangent? So that's what I was going in. I was like looking under the hood on the way that the motor fires, so to speak, and seeing if we had any misfires in there. And then like, so what I did was, okay, 
you know, I, I went through on a couple of different levels. At first, I was just going through and I was like, okay, well, you know, this is where we talk about this form. This is where we talk about this. Um, you know, this this is where Allison's story is. This is where um, Glenn's story is. You know, just to have those things so I'd have like a map of things. And it was like, you know, I need to go in and I need to take some of these words that we're dealing with and make sure that we're using them consistent throughout the book. Like victim-perpetrator paradigm. When I was going through this, I went, wow, you know, that's one of the things that is in almost every chapter. Did you know that? Well, you you, you want to understand, I spent 20-plus hours doing that the last two, two, two weeks. Yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, is uh, here, here, yeah. Here, here's one thought that I thought you you were going to see. See, you you mentioned things, and I really do carefully listen to every word and everything that you write. And so, I went into kind of um, like, what does this all mean? And 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 made up some ideas that um, uh, you know, I wasn't sure about you know. And and so that. That's basically what, what what I'm saying, and so I, I knew we were going to cl- clarify that, and I just decided not to um, let those horses run very far, and I'll just sort of calm them down and then wait until I hear more. Um, yeah, yeah. But in, in terms of the um, here, here's the one thought that's been reoccurring in my mind, um, and I figured you would speak to me about this. Mm-hmm. Um, I discovered what. Um, incorruptible was in a much deeper way. And I think I spoke about that, and, and which is why I've been spending so many hours. And see, part of the why I went ballistic and just plowed in there, because I figured once you do this thing, I, I wanted my main ideas on on the paper so I don't have to splice them in after you. Now, maybe I had a fantasy of what your final-ish edit was, but I figured I had to get this in first so so that it was in the fiber of the book, and then we'll go from there. I, I, I think the thing that, um, and, and basically I was directed to do it too, actually, and, and, and so then the piece with uh, victim uh, perpetrator, I began to see with my clients um, as I was um, trying to answer what uh, how to solve charism and the incorruptibility and, and, and it dawned on me that um, how I wanted to describe it you know, is different than the drama triangle and what other people did with their rescuer thing that, that I'm just talking about these two pieces that go back and forth and, and so then the, here's the piece that I think that um, you are going to speak to me about or I even think that I probably need to do where there's maybe even a section of the book that's named uh, the perp, you know, where I just kind of organize my thoughts because I know that they're sprinkled throughout the book. Mm-hmm. What the victim perpetrator is. And so it's either that or maybe it's okay the way I did it. You know, and I just do it in the glossary. So that was one thought I had. I think it's the idea that um, I don't want you to write like a section or anything that defines it because I think we define it throughout the book. And I don't think that it's something that you could just sit down and read one time. I like the repetitiveness of it because then the idea builds and it builds and it builds and it builds and it unifies the whole structure of the book. Wonderful. So, that that so was what see, I was... that's that's what I'm looking for with this. It's like here's my map. What things in there can I just do a little tweak of the language to to make them feel like they have threaded the book together? Because that's what I'm looking to do right now. I'm looking to thread the book together. So before I can thread the book together, there's so much content in this book. There's so many different terms that we use. There's so many different people that we refer to. You know, that's that's what my job is now, is to unify the theory of unification that you've given me. So that's the whole paradox. <laughs> Isn't that funny when you think of it that way? Well, it seems perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what this is for me. It's like, 
you know, I need it in this book, and I'm, I'm, I've never done anything like this before with a book. I've done maps of a book where, you know, like, so it's this chapter and it's do, 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 you know, but this is, this is very different because we've got so many moving pieces to it. And so that's what I feel my job is right now. I don't feel like your job right now is to go in and revise or rewrite anything at this point. My yeah. job is to unify the structure that you have given me. And then after I create this unified structure, then your job is to go back through and make sure that, you know, I haven't misrepresented you in any way. Okay, which that's is fine. That's what I see. And, and, and that's and and I I had the sense of that and which is why I um tried to put my last little pieces in there Sunday. <laughs> and and mm-hmm. I'm done with with it. So so we're all mm-hmm. the same. Yeah. Are you there? And 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 it's a relief to hear the way that you're speaking about that. Um because I actually have been uh, well, you know, I, it's just that it's just been so many years and so much, and I I, I worry and 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 I know that my guide said that it it's going to get solved. You know, it wasn't a big deal from their point of view, but um, mm-hmm. uh, until till you know, uh, it's okay with you. I'm probably never going to completely relax. Actually, <laughs> no, do you do whatever you need to do in your process, and that's fine. You know, whether it's relax or worry or um, you know, go eat some bonbons and and just wait till I get done. You know, it it doesn't it doesn't really matter on my end of things. Um, yeah, I just want to make sure, like when we get into chapter when we get into chapter fifteen, um, you know, I've got to go back in there because there's there's these words that we were pulling out. You know, the noble cause. It's like in here one time. It's like I almost want to go back through, and every time that we're we're mentioning something about um, about Percival or the Knights of the Round Table or Holy Grail, you know, I want to bring in that noble cause into that phrasing of the sure. sentence in some way, and that's yeah. you know that's what I want to do on this end of things. Everything is in here that we need. It's well, just I'll- a matter of going in and making all those things consistent. I, 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 I went someplace else with that. You know, I, I, I knew that to at one level, but then I went to some other places. You know, I, you know, I've already written the book once, and you know, basically was told that it has to be redone. You know, once. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, um, and I wasn't, and I know I, I that wasn't going to happen. So thank you, and that seems much more clear and easier, and I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we've got dialectic discovery. You know, you've added that into a lot of different places. It's like, you know, how how we refer to the cave and how many times the cave is referred to in right. the book. You know, I want to make sure that those things are consistent throughout. Um, you know, I think every chapter has to have the word suffering in it in some way because I do think that that's what this book is. It's an, it, it helps you understand the purpose of suffering in a different way. Then, um, you know, because they were on to something when they said that you had to suffer like Christ. Yeah. But just saying it that way, people took it literally. So, you know, part of the suffering of Christ was about him becoming divine in human form, you know, and that's what goes through everyone's life you know we go through these sufferings and that's what helps bring us to our divinity and it's not that we need to spank ourselves more i mean that's not the whole point the point is we have to look at that suffering as a a different thing well and from my point of view what, what i'm you know really seeing is is that um being incorruptible the sufferings matter and that's what Jesus was there to teach us, that he was so incorruptible, it didn't mm-hmm. matter at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think almost every chapter I was able to pluck something in there that had something to do with suffering. Okay. Yeah, and I want delusions and illusions and everything because, I mean, I think that's the whole other part of what we're trying to do is there's going to be illusions and there's going to be delusions. That's part of the human 
condition. It's part of the human journey. So it's the way that we start to relate to those delusions and illusions that uh, start to create a different kind of life for us. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then there were, there were like, let me see, where is that? I'm looking through all my little notes right here. Yeah, the whole monkey thing, you know, I want to make sure that there's monkeys sprinkled all over the place because it's such a strong way to deal with those uh, those things that are causing us an enormous amount of grief. You know, I, I, I've been uh, using it with my clients, um, and, and particularly it was fun uh, yesterday because I've got a very, uh, I have a new client, and she's a pretty significant um, bipolar uh, adult woman, and um, and she's got major monkeys, basically. And But then when I could talk about them that, that way, she would just make her smile every time. Um, yeah. And and so the complex concepts could made it a lot simpler. So I I really um, happy with the word. I really support that we put monkeys in there as often as we need to. Yeah, yeah. And then I think it was, here it is in chapter thirteen. I pulled out two like little paragraphs. Um, you know, the ultimate challenge. This is the ultimate challenge of Genesis to be one with all that. With all, I'm sorry, to be one with all while remaining sovereign and separate. This is, uh, truly, this is a paradox because empathy is the gateway to henesis. Balancing our physical and divine nature creates the internal unity necessary to experience external oneness without corruption. Yeah, that's the whole point of the book right there, right? Yeah, I, I mean, at, at times when I hear you read, Read that. I, 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 it throws me back to being in school, thinking I, got, I have to memorize that. That's really an important sentence. <laughs> you know, and, well, and that's one of the reasons why I pulled this out in, into into this map, so we could really make sure that we're building that throughout the book until we get finally get to chapter thirteen, and then it's like you know you have the aha moment, and you're convinced by that point. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, 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 it is a paradox. And then I've got this other one. Since empathically sensitive individuals tend to have the courage of a lion, absorb negativity like the tin man, and have an irresistible urge to help others like the scarecrow, they gravitate to healing arts due to their extraordinary talents. With earnest intentions, haphazardly, they can fall into a pit of despair or the victim-perpetrator paradigm unless the emotional boundaries are developed to realize what is their responsibility and gain the transmutation skills that are taught in practices similar to Tonglin at, uh, and at the end of this chapter. You know, that's, that's another really critical piece because, okay, so we're, we're remaining, we're going into henesis and henesis is to be one with all that is while being sovereign and separate. So it's a paradox. But the thing that gets you in and keeps you from falling into hell that other people fall into when they become one with everything because they feel everything and they own everything as if it's theirs is that discernment ability to be able to see what's, what belongs to me and what belongs to someone else. So anyway, I was, I was pulling that out and I was like, okay, so that's, you know, for me, that's the main point of the book. What do you think? Yes, I'm. I'm actually um, uh, emotionally touched, you know, and um, and I feel the energy of it all, and I completely agree. So, um, yes. Yeah, yeah. You see, you know, I couldn't go through and do what I'm doing right now, and just front to back in the book. You know, I've got to look at all the moving pieces in the middle of it to see how all of it falls together. You know, I want to take one more look at the prologue and um, just make sure that, like, oh, excuse me, underlying everything in that prologue is something that says that the reader should trust your opinion. And this is why. So... You know, people that know you trust your opinion because 
you know, their their clients who sat in your in the chair with you, they've had dinner with you. They're a friend who's who's known you for a long time, and they know that they can trust you for this. They met you in a workshop, and so they had a chance to to meet you face to face. So there's a level of trust that you have with that kind of person, right? And we've got to create that without you being sitting next to them. So you know, that's that's the other thing that's like popping in my head, and then. I had this whole idea about the poetry that starts every chapter. And yeah. here's what I want to do with it. Um, and I, you know, I haven't pulled it out, but I, but I know what to do with it. They need to, it, it needs to be Genesis 101. So these are all separate poems. But when you put them all together, you get something great. So they need to stand alone in front of every chapter. But at the very end, they need to be one long poem. Does that make sense? Well, I mean, I, 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 mean, I, I, I did put what I consider one of the best poems at the end, you know, in number 15, and it's a longer one. Yeah. But I, I think, think what you're saying is um, that each poem should be a facet of Genesis, Mhm. Mhm. And 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 I think you know. See what 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 you told me originally was that um, my poems were were too too long, and they needed and they needed to be very um, focused on the topic within the chapter that they'll be in front of. Yeah. So I I I did that. Some of them fit in pr- uh, really well. And some didn't, and and then some I kind of mixed and matched, and I'm not actually happy with each of them yet. Um, I have spent a, l- a little time with a few of them because I had to, you know, change them from what they originally, you know, came to me as. Um, so I think one thing that I will do is try to tinker with that, you know. So, um, do you have any advice, you know, because it's not like all of them. There's a number of them I'm very pleased with, you know, that that I, I read them over and I just thought, you know what, I can't do anything more than that. And um, um, so, is there any more suggestions you have about the poems? Well, I, I I think what I want you to understand is this. Okay, so you've got the poem that goes with chapter one. You've got the poem that goes with chapter two. You've got the poem that goes with chapter three. Those are each individuals that can stand alone. But in the very end of the book, I want to take that whole poem and put it together to where those little snapshots are like little snapshots. There's stanzas. But when... You put them all together in the very end. You get a different a different story, so to speak. Put them all together. I'm not sure what that means. I mean, one long poem. Yeah, one long poem at the end. So they look like they're standalone in the beginning, but in the very end, it all comes together. <sighs> Is that complicated to you? Do you understand me? Because I get it, and I can do it. Good. I, I, um, <laughs> uh, so for example, then, um, the first, here, let me, I haven't pulled up things. Um, you, you mean to, that, that in essence, all the poems, like the chapter one poem starts the poem, and then the chapter two poem is the second or third stanza of the poem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. Well, it, 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 it's about, Five pages long, then. Um, I don't know. I don't know how long it'll be, but but I think that what it says when you put it all together is what it says that Genesis is all about, because Genesis says that we are separate, sovereign individuals, but we're all one. Right. And the poems can do that same mirroring thing. They're separate beings, sovereign, standing on their own, but they're all one. See, see, I can fly with your philosophy. There's a real pragmatic part of mine getting triggered right now about, well, let me read that first poem and let me read that second poem. I'm not sure they all go together that, that, that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'll be happy to look at that, though. And, and yeah. you know, and, and, and the last poem, I think, has six or seven 
stanzas in it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I mean, haven't looked at them to, to edit them, and I, you know, you don't have to do that part right now because what I want you to be doing right now is working on the things that go in the back of the book, the appendices. So, yeah, I, I, I actually had to do what I did last week, and I'm real happy that I completed it, and I'm happy that we're at this stage, and that's fully my intention. I've been uh, beginning to wrap my brain around the addendum. And I have an appointment tomorrow with the uh, breathing guy. I met with him mm-hmm. last week, and he said, you know, I have some new information. I have it at home, so I have an appointment with him tomorrow to uh, go over that with him. And, um, uh, it, you know, actually, it, it was an interesting aside. This, this guy is um, a really interesting mix. You know, he, he was trained by some very old um, Chinese uh, master arts um, teacher, and he, he grew up in a real bad part of town and the wrong side of the tracks and a crazy home, and this guy kind of adopted him. So he has this very immature um, street street side, and he's got this highly evolved spiritual side, and he hasn't quite them all mixed, and then, and, and then he's doing work on me, and, and he, he, he seems almost compelled to tell to talk with me about his um, traumas <laughs> and, 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 and some of his solutions are uh, kind of uh, uh, mini violent-ish. Plus he's got all these other spiritual tra- trainings. And, and so usually I just sort of, you know, l- listen like a therapist and say something, you know, pleasant and fine. And, and then I just d- decide not to go into there. But then last week, you know, it's almost as like you have, I have to be your friend before you really hear what I really think. And mm-hmm. uh, and, and so then I, I I began to talk afterwards, and 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 it was interesting hearing hearing him talk because I start, started to name what he was doing, and I said, "You are so powerful, and you're a tough motherfucker. I know that. And here's where I where, where I think what you're missing. I'm going to copy my chapter on being incorruptible because you have." three or four of the points that your spiritual masters have taught you, but you're missing blah, blah, blah. And, and it was interesting. Well, I, you know, and, and it was like, I was amazed how I did, why I did that, but then that's what we're going to talk about. Uh, uh, and, then, and then he's going, going, going to you know, talk to me about the breath methods and some of the, because I, I was wanting to get the original uh, sources of, the bree, uh, of these breath me- 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 methods, because the, the camel wave is like a combination of two ancient Tibetan, um, methods, and and so I was wanting the sources of both, so that whenever somebody questions or I begin to de- describe it, I can truly um, reference it from a position of someone that knows. Mhm. Mhm. Okay. Um, and and then I'll talk about being incorruptible because I really I'm actually in love with being incorruptible. Or, you know, the, I I'm finding. It absolutely when I when I teach it to the clients right right now that's why I had to write that all out the last few 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 weeks is that um, you know in essence it, it, it's like at some point everyone has this point I'm sure you've been there too where I'm doing all the spiritual things I'm supposed to do and nothing's fucking working mm-hmm. you know it doesn't work for a really long time and mm-hmm. and. And the challenge ends up being like, you know, you know, you have doubt and, and what do I do? And, and it's very tempting. And and so having something where it's actually a stage, you know, more um, because I think that the dark night it needs to be almost paired with it at times, because at some point that the dark night is like a um, more temporary prop, 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 prop process. And and it's the process of you going through that um, uh, spiritual initiation of reconnecting to when you felt that you were abandoned. But I think incorruptible is this uh, is a more expansive concept that goes along with it, and that can take maybe years or lifetimes. You know, of being able to you know to hold this invisible place um, where you cannot see where things are are going. And can you be so incredible that it finally doesn't matter? Yeah, it, it takes me back to uh, Good Friday 
2009, um, just when I, it was just like right when I was getting ready to launch Gather Insight and I had this whole thing, you know, happen with Jesus. Um, and, you know, he was showing me about the Christ circuit. Did I, did I ever tell you this? About the Christ what? The Christ circuit. No, I, I haven't heard that Christ circuit. Okay. What, what, he, what he showed me that Good Friday was um, that we didn't fall from grace. We were pushed. Because just as we need to evolve, God also needs to evolve. And humanity is like little parasites feeding off all the energy of God. And that that separation was necessary in order for God to be able to evolve. So we separated, and it looked like we felt, looked like we did something wrong to fall. Um, but what wasn't known in the universe was how deep set that separation would go into like the collective mind of all of humanity. So when God got finished evolving, then he sent these messengers down to wake up humanity and say, hey, you know, come on back into the fold. That separation was so deep that every time he would send in another messenger to wake everyone up, they would fall into the pits of hell along with all of humanity over and over and over again. So that's why, that's why Christ came to be able to wake us up. So the Christ circuit was showing that um, he, was, he was ascended and then he descended into human form. And then he descended into hell. And then he came back into almost human form. And then he made the circuit complete when he reunified with God. So the whole Christ circuit is all about reunification. The separation didn't exist because humanity did something wrong. The human soul as a, as a being did not do something wrong that created the separation with God didn't have anything to do with right, wrong, good, bad, whatever. It only had to do with God had something else to do at that time. So we couldn't be a part of it because we would take too much energy from God if we were attached to him. So anyway, he was showing me, he was showing me that. There were like all these reads that we were going through. It was like, you know, at first there was a level of, you know, just really being pissed off that we've been through all this suffering, you know, and so we had to go through, um, you know, like a forgiveness, and then we could reunify, and then we could enter this stage of reconciliation, which that's what Christ was telling me that we were going through at that point in 2009 was a reconciliation with God. Well, that, 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 that's uh, very interesting. Um, I may be stretching a bit, um, because I know the sanctity when you get a um, information directly from a master, and uh, so I'm I'm actually going to try to link information that I got and see if there's information that I have that has a different slant on that, but actually could be another way to look at the exact same event, and that no, no you, that both of our stories isn't different, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, my understanding is is that um, we as beings wanted to find a higher form of love um, that that if we were to be cut off from God that that we would go on an exploration to find out if we could find a higher form of love and bring that back to the collective um, now the same events happen where we, you know, are, are cut, cut off and we spin off and we don't know what we're doing. And when, when I hear, you know, that God had to do, do this for themselves and that we were sucking him dry and that, that, you know, maybe both were actually uh, happening. But at the same point, we, on our own, finding our own love, it, you know, it's kind of like a bird being kicked out of the nest or, or also that the bird chooses to jump out of the nest to learn to fly on its own. Both of those, you know, one could be pushed, one could, you know, their soul actually decided that they had to fly, but the personality, you know, obviously freaked out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so I'm, I'm trying to kind of mold both the, the concepts that you heard and, and how, my, how, how I think of it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Well, it's not something that, you know, I've never written about this, Christ Circuit, so to speak. It was a very personal thing yeah. to be experienced. Um, and, it, and it's not something where I go, oh, my God, this is absolute gospel truth because I had this experience. You know, because I know sometimes we get information not necessarily because it's 100% accurate, but because it shifts our focus in some way and allows us to, to go ahead and, and do something else. So I haven't, haven't been teaching about the coming of the Christ circuit or his thing because the ultimate thing that he was trying to show me that day was that that reconnection when he completed that Christ circuit, that reconnection took 2,000 years to seed in humanity. Wow. Before we could, before we, that's how deep that cavern was of master after master coming in and falling prey again into the pit. 2,000 years to heal that wound. So anyway, that's what I was getting from him that day because I was feeling very distanced, (laughs) you know? And ultimately we, we have to learn we well, not have to, but the 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 more advanced we are along on our spiritual path, one of the major obstacles at the end is uh, being incorruptible. I think it's I think it's the the big thing, and you know the other the other thing in this book that we talk about some that I think is so key and so important for people is to know that it's not something that is a stagnant energy where it's always the same for us. My level of incorruptibility um, one day can vary greatly from my level of incorruptibility on another day because of the experiences that I'm going through. You know? well, that, is so, that is so true. Um, I, I just had a staff me, 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 me meeting with my partners that I've been very upset with. And, mm-hmm. you know, I... It, it went really well, and it's going very well right now. And 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 there was a little kerfuffle thing that happened uh, last week, and, um, and it was interesting because because I was frustrated, and I talked with my wife, who who actually says, "Well, Margaret's never allowed in our house again," and she went into this rage, and 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 then I found myself getting mad at her. I said, "No, that's what I used to do. This is this is exactly what I'm learning what not to do. I'm not going to go into this rage," and. Mm-hmm. And and I I spent the weekend thinking, okay, what is the most in, incorruptible answer um, that I could have with this? And I did the techniques and to, to find it, and I used them. I got ideas, and um, it worked like a charm because mm-hmm. I the very same thing that I had to do with my mo- mom is you know she she was a leopard that had leopard spots and she could bite you and it really hurt. And every year I learned how it didn't matter and then at some point i could see her do her left spot thing and and i could just have compassion for that and i'm seeing that actually happen right now with my partners that i that i can now apply the same skill now to my partners that they they just are who they are i totally get their good qualities i totally get some of their parts that aren't so good and it's just who they are. And I have a choice to judge them and expect them to be different or just accept them just the way they are. And as I'm accepting them just the way that they are, lo and behold, you know, whatever they do doesn't piss me off. And then even when I had to do some stuff where it went dark last time, the very same activity that I just had to do, then I had to do that, the person responded in a very positive way. Um, so to me, it's a really um, important piece. And my clients that are really suffering, it... it the whole concept and the chapter really lifts them, actually, which is interesting. Yeah, it's super amazing, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Because if you can name the dragon, then you can do something with it. Because when the, when the dragon feels uncontrollable, not understood, other people haven't done it, which is why um, Viktor Frankl's quote is so important in this book, because... At some point, when when you have someone that's already walked that path, that isn't a master, you know, like, well, he's crucified on the cross and not do that, but just a man that everyone knows is a, just a good man and that they could become a good man or woman themselves, I really hope we can get their uh, permission. Yeah, I think we're going to be able to get their permission. You know, yeah. I, don't, I don't think that you're going to have any troubles with things like that unless it's just not supposed to be there and we weren't able to realize it, you know? 
Yeah. But but the incorruptibility, you know, maybe it's that incorruptibility needs to be in the title that, you know, that's so haunting for us right now because it's not there. Yeah, I, 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 it, that's a very daunting thing from my point of view because um, um, I'm hoping that when, when we, you know, like when you read those sentences that you felt they were the heart of the book and I get all this emotion and my tinglings and all my signs are going off, I know that's, that I want the, t- the title of the book, I want that same reaction. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we're not there yet on the title of the book. But, right. Um, and and that's okay. So, um, and 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 going forward. Here, let me just finish this one quick thought. Okay. Whenever I I talk about the word incorruptible, um, everybody seems to get that word. And in fact, my um, military guy he says that is really an eloquent word. I really want you to understand that that <laughs> short choice of word really works well. Um, mm-hmm. And so maybe you just said some, something important that may maybe that could be intertwined, maybe a little bit more, or in the the, ti- the title of the book somehow. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's you know for for me on the incorruptibility, it is um, you know like I said, it's always a moving target. My level that I'm going to be able to be at from from day to day, from hour to ha- hour, from minute to minute. Um, so it's not a stagnant energy. And one of the things that dogma or religion has taught us to to aspire to achieve is that level of consistency. And with incorruptibility, it's not about consistency. And it's really difficult to explain that to someone that doesn't understand. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, I'm beginning to wrap my brain around that concept. Um, yeah, because it's like, you know, um, the, it, it, incorruptibility is like uh, an algebra formula in some ways because the the where you're going to be able to achieve that incorruptibility is going to be based on the factors that come before it. So my level of incorruptibility the day that Matt committed suicide is different than it is today. Do you right. see what I mean? No, I, okay. I, I, yeah, I think Because that's, that A factor that's going on, that major thing that's going on is going to affect my ability to connect with that. Actually, I think what you're saying is very important, and, and I'll try to put my understanding to John dovetail with you. Mm-hmm. Is is that the word incorruptibility doesn't have a charge for most people? In fact, it mostly has a good charge, and 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 it allows the fact that it's a standard that you can try to achieve, and you are going to miss the mark at halfway there. But but that but it's a process of learning how to be incorruptible. And it's like if you're swimming in that Olympic-sized pool in a race, how consistently are you going to be able to finish that race at the same time every time? You're right. Impossible. Yes. Um, That's incorruptibility. Right. And, and, and so different factors, different things, and your bar rhythms that day, your, your, your strength. But the goal is to become more incorruptible. Like, like for example, my, my reaction to my partner's each week, I'm finding that when I really focus on that, I become more incorruptible. Uh, that there was a challenge, and I was faced with uh, something that would have really spun me out a long time ago. I was really working with the incorruptible concept right at that particular moment, and I realized, you know what? Whenever I write about this topic, I get challenges. Even even when I'm in the energy, it actually mm-hmm. pulls up pieces to challenge me to be incorruptible. Mhm. Mhm. And it's amazing, isn't it? Right. And 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 it's really cool when you can understand that. And 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 that's why my clients, when I talk about this, it they all feel relieved even talking about the topic. Actually. Mhm. Mhm. Uh, yeah. And, and 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 them wanting then to try to achieve that. Mhm. Yeah, it's exciting, isn't it? 
Right, right. That that that's why for the last two weeks I dove 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 in and did all the little checks and trying to improve it. Yeah, yeah. It's like okay, imagine, yeah, because we could bring this in here too. Imagine what level of incorruptibility was present in the mind of Americans on 9/11. Yeah, almost no. Um, and 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 what we did then is the same thing, like like we said in the book, you know, which is to that the same mindset of the terrorists themselves is I have to pay somebody back. Yeah, because we we shifted from incorruptibility to victim perpetrator paradigm. Right, and 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 our country couldn't go um, beyond that. You, you know, the one thing that I you know hearing us talk, I, I maybe want to change the word. You know, um, I, I think uh, the word that's in the book right now is that America could have been a no n- noble mar mar martyr, martyr. and yeah. and we can change that to be you know. A no noble example of incorruptibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Level. So it was just simply an example of incorruptibility. Because I want to bring that whole noble thing in whenever we're talking about the Grail. Because the right, Grail right. was like the you know the noble cause, right. and you know Dorothy had a noble cause to get back home, and the Scarecrow had a a noble cause to be able to gain intellect. You know, it, it can, that noble cause is something that I think that uh, <clears throat> really needs to be in there as a, um, it's almost like it's a medium, you know, not, not too high, not too low. It's, it's the medium. The noble cause is the medium. And, what you do with that noble cause either takes you to a high extreme or a low extreme, right? Right. No, I. You know, when when you you mentioned it, you know, or, or put that in when one of your edits, it always felt really good. It continues to, and I think it's, you're right on with this. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to continue. I'm going to continue on playing with things, and um, I'll get it done just as just as soon as I can. But it's like. You know, sometimes when I was going through and just creating this map, what was going on for me is it's so thick when I get into that energy that I can't stay in it for, like, hours at a time. I have to go in for a couple of hours and then, like, decompress a little bit. <laughs> I, <laughs> you know, just, it was like, oh, crap, you yeah. know? <laughs> uh, yes, yeah. yes, I can certainly understand that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about was, and I think it's in, I'm pacing around right now, so I'm going to go back to my notes, but um, I think that it's in Chapter 12 where we have three exercises, the the You Are Loved, yeah, right. uh, the Empathy Roundtable and all that. And um, as I was going to sleep last night, I was I was hearing in my mind, that we need to come up with a different word than exercise to define these. It's the only place in the book where we give them actually something that's like a instructions ABC to do, and I think it has to be in there, but I think that there's something about calling it an exercise or a practice or a technique that, um, that feels off to me, and I don't know what that word is yet, but I want to call it something else. That 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 sounds fine. I mean, yeah, we're 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 speaking about the word incorruptible, but there could be maybe an incorruptible um, uh, something. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, that sounds fine. You know, I I I you know I have read the book twice. Each weekend, I had to reread the book actually, and, mm-hmm. and I found it too that that I would just start swimming and and I had to walk away you know because at some point I no matter what I only work until my brain turns to mush because that, that's exactly what happens with me my brain can't hold the energy any longer basically mm-hmm. yeah and that's that's what's happening to me too and it's different than what I what I've been able to do before because before I've been able to go in and like do these long long-term 
um, you know, long time frame, you know, where I'm working 10 or 12 hours straight on something and just like dive totally into it. But I haven't been able to do that with this. And maybe it's because I'm being led around to, to put together this information around it first. Yeah, yeah, well, whatever seems to happen. But I, I, I completely get that we can change the word to another uh, other than exercise. Um, you know, so, so something light and something helpful that could, um, you know, benefit. Okay. Yeah, you know, maybe it's something as simple as, it, you know, if you're suffering from yada yada, try this. Yeah, I, I, I completely support that idea. Okay, cool, cool. That was that was the other thing that was coming up. So, so anyway, well, I'm going to cruise a couple of minutes early then, and go back in. All right. Well, then Actually, I will. I have, to go, I have to go get my dog first, and I'm going to have to. I was just peeking outside, and I saw that my swimming pool is about to overflow. So oh I'm going to have to go out in the rain and let some of the water out. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that, that, that seems, there's something just wrong about that. <laughs> I know. It's just wrong. It's just wrong because, I mean, I had uh, I had my, my new little chair out there all lined up, you know, and I was ready to sit in the sunshine and, and just, you know, uh, really enjoy getting into the book and, I get more rain. Yeah, I, I mean, a thought, a thought or two about the quotes. Um, you know, I know I didn't do a perfect science with 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 the quotes because sometimes I would get really into them, and then at some point I was so wrapped up into what I was trying to write, write, write about, about it, I didn't put focus, you know, that particular week or two when I was doing that. Then other times I just really dove into them and went back and forth with them to try to find them. And I recognized, you know, I took out some quotes, actually, and changed them, you know, this last week, actually. And um, Mm -hmm. because what I found, what I was doing, and exactly what you're trying to teach me was, the quote really has to be one-to-one with the current topic. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had some where they're kind of like halfway there. And um, so I was trying to improve on them, and then I'll t- listen. I, I, you, you, do, you have given me a stumper about these poems. Um, <laughs> I never, you know, thought of making it one long poem, but it really would be a longer thing. And you know, I, 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 there's a bunch of them that I really like, and um, and then I will be tinkering, you know, with the ones that I think that need some improvement because um, I, I, I'm probably going to meditate because a lot of these were channeled poems, you know, and um, mm-hmm. you know, to, to kind of make sure that, you know, I, I have that because, you know, I've changed so many of the words at some point and, um, you know, what, what I did with some of the uh, book occasionally was that as I had translated so many times that I, I had to go back to my original uh, chant, chant, chant channel and it was interesting because whenever I did that, I had missed kind of an essence, you know, like, you know, if you think about, if your head plays with it too much, you can lose the essence mm-hmm. and, um, and that was always real helpful to go re- refine that. So, um, so I will work the uh, addendums, and I'll take a peek at the poems then too. All right, that sounds good. And I'm going to go let water out of my pool and uh, go pick up my puppy. All righty. And come back home and and get to work. Okay. And then, say thanks a lot for all of your help. Oh, uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Bye bye. Bye.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.